welcome to UCYP, where we have uphill conversations with young professionals. Real conversations with bright, forward-thinking YPs. You know, every generation is different than those who've come before. And rather than generalities, we want to hear unique, individual perspectives of the generation that's currently on the rise. We want to elevate the voices, talent, and contributions of YPs in order to build a bridge to connect the past, present, and future generations, helping them to be heard, to be understood, and ultimately, to see them lead. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the UCYP podcast. I'm Tim. And I'm Megan. And we're so glad you could join us for episode two, which is part two of episode one. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> little mind mind thing there going uh-huh. on, right? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Took us a while to get it figured out. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, uh, we're so glad you could join us. We hope you enjoyed the very first episode that we put out. And we're so excited about this part two. Um, Megan and I were chatting uh, prior to um, hitting record today over this whole idea of, um, you know, I just threw out there kind of like tug of war. It just feels Mm -hmm. like generations are just tugging. You know, it's like you've got one generation on one side, and obviously the older ones, sometimes they're just dropping off like flies, you know, (laughs) so they need more help on their side. But then you're adding to the younger generation, and it's like tug of war, you know, and and there's always a loser. Like if you think about a tug of war match, Mm -hmm. you know, I always remember them with like a big mud pit in the middle. It's not, you know, they put that little line there to say, oh, you won. No, you don't win until someone goes in the mud and it's obvious who the loser is. But we don't want a loser, right? We want to build a bridge. And what we're trying to do is say, let's not tug against each other. Let's, you know, work together and let's eliminate the mud and all that other stuff and challenge one another. Mm -hmm. But let's not try to, you know, say to the other one, you lost. Right. Exactly. And I think a big thing we really talked about and, you know, you'll hear more when we get into the second part of this uh, interview is, you know, just having respect for other people, being open to hear other ideas, because regardless of who ha- who's in the seat of power or who has the power, we're just all stronger if we can be working together. And, you know, that that whole idea of you can lead from wherever you are. Right. And leading from wherever you are, I think, is more important than being the one that says, I'm in charge. You know, I have a rule that if you have to tell me you're in charge, you're not in charge. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I've been in those places like, I'm the boss, and I'm sitting there going, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I have those conversations with my daughter all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and the thing you have to do is just realize that you can lead from within. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. And I I think that, you know, being a part of an older generation Um, that was a good discovery for myself, obviously having great mentorship and leadership and some coaching that I ended up, you know, experiencing growing up, I was taught to lead from within. Mm -hmm. I was taught to develop your influence, get on the inside and have 360 leadership, develop the leader within you and then understand leadership as influence and put it to work. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be a tussle. It feels like you have resistance, but without resistance, you're not going to grow. So just learn to work with it. And then ultimately you, by surprise, it's like, whoa, you end up leading um, and someone promotes you or someone advances you or someone comes to you and says, hey, what do you think? Mm-hmm. That was a big deal for me. 
Yeah. And I think, you know, with with that whole idea of leadership um, and we don't want to give too much away with the interview, we have some great other um, young professionals who are leading from where they are, who we're going to be um, interviewing in some upcoming episodes. We've well, we've already done the interviews. We'll be sharing them with you. Um, Ashley Mason Brown. She is, you know, a real go getter and entrepreneur. And she's actually founder of a group here, um, Greenville Girl Boss. And um, she's you know, we talked to her. She's faced some challenges along the way. And she really speaks with us on resiliency and Mm -hmm. continuing um, to go after your dream, even when you hit those bumps in the road. Um, And then in addition to her, we had a great um, conversation with Jessica Sharp and Jed Dews. Um, They're just really doing great things in their fields. Um, One works for a large health system here in Greenville. Yeah, it's one of the the largest in the Southeast. Mm -hmm. It's huge. Medical University. And she, I mean, through some coincidence, ended up in an interim leadership position. And so she's doing some great things. And actually, so did Jed um, working for a really impactful local nonprofit um, here in Greenville. So we talked with them on those that whole idea of bridging that generational gap and um, and just the value of being inclusive in your thinking and in getting different perspectives. Yeah. And what's cool is the energy. They're so different <laughs> and the energy is great. And um, but what's nice is you find all the shared stuff. What I'm really just loving interviewing them and speaking with them is just what you find, the value of shared things, shared thinking, instead of the, you know, opposition thinking, you Mm -hmm. know, they just get right to that. And I love how they, one will say, you know, oh, wow, you know, hey, I feel that too, or I can see that as well. Mm -hmm. It's just, you just see this mindset of cooperation. Mm -hmm. This is spirit and action of cooperation, which is very important, I I believe, if we're going to ever see great things happen in this life. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And um, just a reminder to everybody out there, be sure to subscribe to the UCYP podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. And also make sure you're following us on our UCYP Twitter account and also join our Facebook group where we're sharing some really great information for YPs and people who work with YPs. Oh, and our it's the, the Twitter yes. is at the UCYP. Oh, that's right. I should you give them that handle. <laughs> <laughs> it would be good to know. Yeah. So at the UCYP for Twitter. Um, and just a reminder, as always, if you have any topics or know of anyone who'd be a great guest, we would love to hear from you via email at Megan at UphillConversations.co or Tim at UphillConversations.co. Or you can always find us and contact us via our Uphill Conversations website. That is correct. So let's do this. Let's jump into this part two interview, which was really, really fun, with Jordan, Tamisha, and Ramon. Mission, purpose, and just never be comfortable. I'm the underdog regardless. So I think uh, for me, that's inspiring. Okay. I get excited over stuff like that, right? When people start saying, like, what you guys are talking about, I'm like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, it's it's amazing. Yeah. It's I mean, every generation is loaded with people who just don't understand, you know, you know, if you want friends, make yourself friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, you want yeah. you want to progress, do something. Like, yeah. you know, stop waiting for everyone else, stop outsourcing your thinking. Right. Right. You know, stop waiting for someone else to give you direction. Yeah. You know, even from the mentor, you're not, you know, he's maybe mentoring you. Right. Ramon, but he's not, he's not going to make your decisions. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. you know, each one of us are going to make our decisions. And I feel like the beauty of, of life is that we all share something in common is that pressure is our privilege, number one, and we all get to make our decisions. Nobody can take that from you. 
No one can take your decision. Even if they, you know, they can cut my freedom off, you know. You know, uh, what was the movie that um, Denzel Washington was in? Hurricane Carter. Yeah. And they stuck him in jail, but he was like, you can't, you may put me here. That restricts me, mm-hmm. but I still decide. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, he was wrongfully accused, wrong, you know, mm-hmm. wrongfully incarcerated. But I feel like that's, I feel like the biggest incarceration that we have today is people walking around free without thinking, without purpose, without yeah. mission, without understanding that they own their outcomes and their decisions. And we all share that. I don't care how old you are. You know, once you're of the age of understanding, you know, I guess yeah. that'd be like from in my world, <laughs> age of understanding was like, you're five and you don't understand this. <laughs> Where I grew up was like, right. you're five, you need to know. Can you drive? <laughs> oh my goodness. I, you know, what's interesting about what you're saying is like, I've seen the people that use like a, a car or something very like material, like as their driver. And that's okay. Like, I've seen that plenty of times. It's very self driven motivation, but. At the end, like once you get it, then what? Then what? You know what? what? You keep pushing yourself. Then you know what? a spaceship. I know, right? <laughs> right. Wow. You know. You know I, what I mean? And that's what I love about these things that we just mentioned here. It's like these are things that are more of a legacy building yeah. instead of yes. instead of empire building. And I, I I feel that because I I don't want I want to be a legacy builder. I don't want to be an empire builder. Like I'd really want to invest love my that. time with people, and that's that's key on that part. And that's again, my mentor is the one that helps me understand these things, and really puts me in place and say hey, it's not about just these things. It's about the immaterial stuff. It's those things that are, you don't see that yeah. people are changing. I like that, and that's what I love the answers of everybody here. It's great. Yeah. Well, I, I think uh, one thing that I was telling Tim about um, earlier today is I was uh, reading a blog yesterday and I came across this quote that um, really resonated with me. But it was, um, would you rather be embarrassed and afraid or small and insignificant? And so I think for us as young professionals, you know, Tamisha, you said just, you know, ask us questions, involve us. And, you know, I think that there's so much chatter out there about, you know, who millennials are. You know, we've been called entitled, lazy, narcissistic. So how do we start reframing the conversation around young professionals and millennials in the workplace? How do we follow through on some of our, you know, curiosity? How do we overcome that fear, allow ourselves to be embarrassed and afraid so that we're not feeling small and insignificant how can we change that narrative that's been written about us you definitely i feel like um if you have to be the initiator to bridge that gap then go ahead and do so i've put myself in so many different circumstances where people thought i was crazy just because i'll walk up to anybody and i don't care who you are actually you know what i mean if there's something that i want to know if there's information that you have that i feel like would be valuable to me i'm going to ask it and i'm not going to be afraid so don't let fear paralyze you you're you are significant. You have a voice. You have a purpose. Those things that you have, those gifts that you have, only you have. And you should be able to feel comfortable going and, and being able to, to express that so that that can be seen and, and, and heard by those that um, you work with, your superiors, and you would be pleasantly surprised. People want to kind of to impart that knowledge. I've heard it many, many times. They want to be able to, you know, impart down the knowledge that they have um, so that they can retire mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't That's have important. to work forever. Um, so you, if you're afraid, know that that fear is, it can be a motivator and it doesn't have to stop you and, and that you would probably be surprised by the, the positive feedback that you get when you 
you know, are not afraid to open your mouth and, and ask for what you need. I love that you said take risks because that's like my favorite thing to do ever. <laughs> like since I was little, I was always that person who would just like, oh, they're on the, you know, the handlebars or whatever. Well, watch me. I can do it with one. And then boom, <laughs> you fall and you got a bloody nose and it's the worst thing ever. But it, I think especially as young professionals and millennials, like when your boss, who's obviously probably not a millennial or a young professional, they see you taking risks and they see you taking initiative. They see you um, creating opportunity for yourself they're going to be like wait a second that's not the definition of what you're supposed to be like that's mm -hmm. that's this isn't normal taking risks is the number one piece of advice that I would give for any young professional in the workplace I mean you just have to you know I like the theme here it sounds like more like you know what goes to what I like to go is like starts with yourself but then I go with that a little bit. And if you're an influencer, you can influence a few more people, influence three, four or five of them to do the right thing so that we can change that narrative and be different and, and, and lead the right way instead of just like, but lead by like by the example, really. And I like that, that taking risk. If I see another young professional taking risk, guess what? I'm going to take that risk with them, too. You know, like mm -hmm. some people maybe not as, as hard as for them. But for me, it's like it, it starts with yourself. But then take three, four people with you as well. Not don't don't forget about all the other people. And I think that will change the narrative and bringing other people along, and you start influencing the younger generation so that they also can be, you know, a better in leadership. So. And I think that's interesting because uh, actually 80% of millennials see themselves as leaders. And so you know you're talking about leadership. So I mean, even if you're not in a leadership role in your company, which I don't. I know a couple of you aren't. I mean, do you see yourself as a leader? I, I mean, I, I definitely do. I think that, um, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't call myself, you know, upper management where I am right now. But um, I think I'm in a place where we've got several interns that that are under me and um uh, even even if they weren't if they didn't report directly to me, I would still take that um, that role very seriously as wanting to um, wanting to lead them and wanting to um, advise them on because they're may only be a few years younger than me, you know, four or five years younger than me, but I want to teach them. Um, you know, how I feel like I got to where I was by taking risks, by creating opportunity for yourself, by challenging yourself, by not letting other people um, tell you the way that you need to do things and not letting, you're always going to work with people who you're not going to like. You're always going to work with people who are going to tick you off, mm -hmm. but don't let that deter you and keep, you know, keep chasing your dreams and keep reaching your goals and, um, yeah, no, I definitely would would consider myself a leader. I would hope that <laughs> others would as well. They see you as one, right? Yeah. If no one's following you, guess what? Guess what? You're just taking a walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I tell yeah. people. That's you want to know, yeah, you know, if there's no one following you with no leverage, right? right. You're not yeah. leveraging them. That's the other part. I don't. I don't. To say the truth, I told people it's like I don't see myself as a leader. I never saw myself as a leader because I always did stuff on my own, and I. No one taught me how to be a leader, right? No one, but see, but my dad was a police officer and he retired as a captain. He let like 300 people and to tell you the truth, I didn't, I just saw him as a leader because he let those number of people, but he led by the example. And that was a, my biggest thing. It's like, I told somebody today, it's like, I really don't see myself as a leader, but I, I really want to 
help others. I want to motivate them and help them with just just what they're trying to do. And my friend just said that, that that's a leader right there. You know, that's like that's that's somebody who motivates them, like who pulls them along. And I'm like, great, <laughs> you know, awesome. <laughs> you know, but I'm I you know am I there? I don't know. For me, it's just like you know, I I continue to do what I do and the passion and. And and I want to help others, and I will drive that. And I, I do see that. I, I see that happens being a leader. But I I I don't default to that quickly. Like oh here I am the leader. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> follow me. No, I, I really that's not me. But it's just it's weird sometimes that I, that when people ask me that question, it's like, well uh, maybe. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right. Um, I would say yes, and the reason why is because. <clears throat> In my role, it's more from a community-based um, leadership role. Um, I definitely was similar to, to uh, Ramon. I was apprehensive about the leadership title um, because, you know, people think that's very presumptuous of you. Like, oh, who are you leading? Like, But the reality is that I feel like true leaders are called to leadership. They're not really people that probably were out pursuing leadership but it just kind of comes with the territory of what they're doing. Um, and so in terms of what I'm doing, what I want to do for my community, um, those those qualities are going to, to come to the forefront. And um, in my role at, at my job, I do wind up being in a leadership role just because I have volunteers that I have to train and, you know, I kind of become the liaison between the organization and the community. So when I go out and people recognize, okay, yeah, you, you work for a rebuild upstate and, you know, you, you know, they'll ask me questions, whether it be a community member or um, a member of the professional world and you become quote unquote, the authority on that just because you're visible. So I do think that anybody can lead from where they are. And I do believe that we all have leadership qualities that we can um, expound upon. So, but always being authentic and, and genuine in, in that um, in that role. And like I said, not maybe actively pursuing leadership, but if there's something that you're called to do, and you see that you have an influencing role, just taking that that uh, into consideration and in how you uh, approach the things that you're doing. I love all those answers. Those are very, very good. Leadership is influence. And what's interesting is the man who mentored me and really helped me to realize my leadership, um, he said to me, if you really want to prove your leadership, lead people where there's no leverage, there's no paycheck. He said, go do something with a nonprofit. That's what I did. So I left manufacturing in 1994 and worked for a nonprofit for 10 years, nine and a half to 10 years. And everybody there they were volunteers and I took it from a very small group up to 110 people that were following a vision <laughs> without <Okay>. any money, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. So then you really I'm get familiar to, with that. Yeah. Struggle. <laughs> so, you know, so, so, but not many people take that chance, yeah. you know what I mean? And I know there's other ways to find your path into, yeah. into a leadership position and, you know, and you know, leaders aren't, I don't think they're growing overnight. I don't think, I think they're, they're made day by day, um, you know, for a day, you know, mm-hmm. and and then and then after that day doesn't guarantee the next day. You have to continually be developing that. Um, and with that being said, you know what I'm talking about here. What um, what are your biggest frustrations with feeling like perhaps you are overlooked? What are some frustrations? And it, like, you know, in your world, I knew my, I know my story, you know, and some of them are going to be similar, right? But what, what are things that you just go, it frustrates you 
as a young professional, you know, trying to get ahead where you may feel whatever it is, but what, what, what are some things? I mean, I think it's the, the work ethic. I think it's the behind the scenes that sometimes, um, people don't see that you just wish it was like a, like a, like a billboard. A bill- I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where it's like written on my like face, preview, like, like yeah. this is what I actually do. Yeah, yeah. I did all that. I did that. <laughs> yeah. You see this? Yeah. Or like right here, like when you get to work in the morning, like your eyes, like the number of hours that you did when you went home, like flashed right. on, you know, on your face or something. I, I wish that, and again, it goes back to that struggle of being a millennial and people just assuming that we don't work hard and we don't care and we just show up for a paycheck and that makes my blood boil. And, and I hate that. I can, so. I can see it boiling. Yeah, I mean, I can, man. I can put a lobster on your head right there and we can all eat good. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that that drives me crazy to no end. And so, but again, that goes back. It's all this, this kind of this circle here. It goes back to that's what drives me. Mm-hmm. You know, you, nobody needs to know how, how many hours you work behind the scenes or, or what you did to make it happen. They just need to know that, that you made it happen. So um, that frustrates me, but it drives me. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, kind of uh, because of the the kind of role that I have, I'm definitely nobody's, uh, I'm not the decision maker uh, whatsoever. And sometimes you may feel overlooked and like there may be some glass ceilings uh, that you may approach. But I always try to be proactive. So just because one door is closed to me doesn't mean that I'm going to give up. It means that I'm going to find another door that is more open for my opportunity because just not allowing that to to defeat you and make you feel like, well, maybe I'm not cut out to do this. Maybe I'm not, you know, especially if you like if you get looked over for a job, which has happened to me before that you really, really wanted. Um, But don't give up. Don't don't let that defeat you. That that's just not for you. That's not your path. But that doesn't mean that your journey is over. It just means that that particular place isn't for you and you're going to find greater and better. If you just keep going, you just have to keep moving through, through the frustrations, you know, mm-hmm. you know, she talks about like work ethics and like, I wish they could also see like our values. Mm-hmm. You know, we have like great values, like family values. We have, you know, we have some awesome values that I feel like people should know about like our employers uh, individuals, anybody should know. Like I've met several Hispanic, you know, Hispanics that I've met that have some great values. Yeah, they're not being able to do much with their life because of certain circumstances. But I know that they're driven and they have these these awesome values that I appreciate. Um, I've met other young professionals through different like polls, you know, that I meet with them, and it's like, wow, you know, you got so much potential and your in your integrity and your honesty and in 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 your passion for this. And I think it's just like I wish they could see that too, you know, the values that they that they have and somehow communicate that. And that's kind of being proactive and, and showing the work ethic, you know, and showing the those values that we have. And I I make sure that every time we, we I work with like a client of ours, I, I told them it's like I'm sorry we didn't get it right, but you know what? My my point is that I want to get this right no matter what, and that's a huge for me. And they see that, and it's like, wow, this guy who's like 30, you know, he's he, he's going somewhere, or he's like getting it, and and that's that's a huge thing for me. It's like it those that frustration for me is just they don't they don't see it, and I was like, yeah, it's like I wish I could see those values. Like yeah. you know, you have a 
you have a kid, you know, a child, and like, yeah, you know, you have I that totally too, understand. you know. <laughs> yeah, you have, you know, and in my line of work, we we help others. So, um, some people are are grateful, and some people are not. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Some people That's a very nice way of saying. Mm-hmm. That. <laughs> um, and you know, it happens. That's classy. That's and, good. <laughs> and so, you know, I've I've had situations where there have been people that I I want more for them than they want for themselves. So if you, you know, if you come across that's a struggle, that, that's tough. Yes. And so, you you know, similar to what he was saying, you have to be able to impart the, the encouragement, impart the knowledge and then kind of step away and realize that, you know, their journey is may not look like what you think it right. should look like, whether it be a coworker or a friend or somebody that you actually are leading through through your opposition, you have to allow them to go through their own stuff, and that may mean that they're going to fail, and it you hate it, especially like when you have I have a son, you know when he falls down, like I'm emotional, like mm-hmm. I'm like oh my god, we gotta go to the hospital right now, <laughs> yeah, no, but, immediately, yeah, but at emergency, the same, room. yeah, but at the same time, how else is he gonna learn? Yeah, you know the skin knee may hurt, but at the same time, he he'll learn, and that's a part of the journey, and so being able to kind of allow and step back and allow people to kind of learn for themselves and find their own way. Well, and I really liked, um, Ramon, what you said about, you know, I wish that they could see our values and I wish Mm -hmm. that they could, you know, we see ourselves, I think, you know, it's one of the things that if you look out there as individuals, we're all individuals. So it's really frustrating as a young professional to get lumped into this stereotype when we aren't all that way. I mean, I'm sure that there are people that are that way, but we aren't all that way. I mean, um, I've told Tim the story. I was at a conference and there was this panel of three very successful business owners, you know, in the top 25 fastest growing companies in South Carolina. And they start talking and all of a sudden they get on the subject of young professionals. And two of those business owners said, I just don't hire them. I just don't hire them because I know they're going to leave. And Mm. that's so disheartening as a young professional. You want to stand up. You want to jump up and down and be like, hey, I'm not like that. (laughs) You know, and and I wish that I wish that um, that that stereotype wasn't there. But I think that's just all the more compelling for me to get Mm -hmm. out there and, you know, and fight against that and show people that, you know, I'm not that way. I have these great values. I value relationships. You know, the biggest thing for me, I want to help others be successful. Mm-hmm. I want to leave a positive impact on the world. That's what you should see. Yeah. I, I was actually in that, talking about conferences. This, this is hilarious. You were there. Yeah, I was there, right? <laughs> the, 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 actually, this is a different conference where we had agency owners, and I'm talking like hundreds of them. And, I, you know, I'm just listening through the crowd, and, and, the, and somebody asked about millennials. And they said, should we have these, like, you know how McDonald's, you have these pools with little balls in it? They're saying, should we have <laughs> stuff like that in our workplace? And I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like looking up. Are you like, kidding are you me? Like play sets and whatnot? Like and yeah. the little I kid you not. They spent about nap 20 minutes talking about that specific thing. And I kid you not, the whole conference, every time they brought that up. And then for me, it was just like, man, there's a, a clearly a lack of understanding for, like, yeah. the, the millennials. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we... I'm like I'm laughing here. It's like I don't need that. You know what no, I mean? Like exactly. I, there's some values that I have here. Come on, it's not like I, I'm a child here, and you need mm-hmm. you to keep me because yeah. they want to attract more. It's like no, you don't need that, and that's just like just broke my heart pretty much. Just like thinking, wow, there's a very disconnect, mm-hmm. and it's it, and this is like conference where 
people around the country are from every, and I'm just like, wow, I can't imagine other places. And it's just insane. But yeah, but there's, com- there's, sorry, there's companies that are, yeah, I, are literally spending that money, investing millions yeah. of dollars in right. how to right. attract. Yeah, attract Thanks to right. Google, it's like, yeah, well, no, no, you're right. It's like, it's, it's the culture they're trying to create, but I think, I feel like it's, it's not going deep enough. No. It's kind of like what I call puddle love. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be loving you, but if I can, if I can put my lips in that water and it touches concrete, yeah. that ain't deep enough you know right. what i mean like i want something i can drown in you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. in a healthy way if i if it's not going to cause me to use all that i have to work in the midst of it i don't want to do it right yeah and so i think yeah their companies are spending all of this mm-hmm. money to do that and i think it's focused on the wrong thing mm-hmm. and there's a lot of misunderstanding misconceptions just like with every generation it's like you could have a you can have a demographic you can d- develop a demographic of people in a certain age group mm-hmm. but then you got to go deeper than that there's personas yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then there's, you know, there's all these preferences and personalities and all this stuff that goes along with it. So, you know, two white guys, two white women, two Hispanics, whatever, Asian, doesn't matter what they are that are the same. They still have personas. Yeah. And you create a culture with a total, not just one thing thinking that this is what they want. And I think data is important and I do think research is important, but there's nothing better than just sitting down and actually talking to people and realizing that, you know, we can have a framework, but we don't need to like turn this thing into some construct that eventually within the next, when the next generation comes up, now we got to rip the whole thing down and start all over again. I mean, what about those central things that matter the most, right? The core components that still keep us together. I think I can remember who said it in the beginning, something about, you know, just the human, it might've been you, Tamisha, that you were talking about the, the human component that's just side of being, we're human, right? And we all have these different things, but what are the things that pull us together? You know, so and that's a question I want to ask you guys. What what do you feel could better unite all of us? Like if you were to say to share with those listening, whether they're older or younger than you or your peer, your your age. What's one thing you would say would pull us all together? And it's okay because you may have five or six things. It's just like your one word. Like if people ask me my one word, one day it's going to be leadership. The next day it's going to be people. Just depends on what I'm in the middle of. But I have a one word. I would say talk to each other. Communication. Uh, communication. Like, you know, because it's so important and it's such a, I think we do a lot of surface talking, but actually like face to face, really getting to know people and investing that time and energy because I know that it'll improve the culture of your work environment. And it'll improve the relationships you have with people if you know, and talk to somebody different from you. If you are, I'm African-American, talk to somebody who's, you know, Caucasian. If you're Democrat, talk to somebody who's Republican. You know, if you're straight, talk to somebody who's not, who's homosexual. Just have conversations and be open and listen. Because the more that we do that, I think that that's lacking. We're not listening to one another and we're not really sharing. And once you start sharing, you have, you'd be so surprised how much we have in common. I know this is used a lot. But I, I, I'll say it in a way that, you know, love is huge. And I think that that's key. But I think what happened is we're not applying that the right way, meaning love you in a way that more than myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't pe- I don't think people are truly doing that. I don't think people people say love, like love each other, like help each other, doing something. But are they truly doing that? And if we if I could really cool to see everybody do that think the conversation starts changing but 
unfortunately, it's it's not happening. A lot of people say that, but I don't feel like people are actually doing it. And that's what I my issue is. Like, if we truly follow that, if we truly say to ourselves, love each other, and like do it from like a perspective of like love you more than yourself. Imagine what the imagine how things will change completely. But there's a lot of different things in the world, and things are changing in different ways. So I don't, you know, for me is that that's it. That I love it. You know. So far, communication and love. Well, I mean, I think before love, which I is yeah. huge. I I love that Ramon. <laughs> but before love, I think at the very least, before anything, respect. And mm. I think that we've gotten so far away from that and Ramon you said you know love your neighbor like yourself but I think number one you've got to treat other people the way you want to be treated that whole girl scout boy scout golden rule thing I mean that's true and you've got to take that to the workplace and you know you go back to talking about being a good leader and to me the leader the people that I see that have gone so far in life and that you look up to are people that have worked their butts off but have treated people well along the way not disrespecting expecting a lot of people you know people that are are below them that are reporting to them but treating them with respect the way they want to be treated and if you don't do that you're not going to go far you're really really not because again it goes back to people will do things for people so build those relationships with those people and trust them and treat them the way you want to be treated. I think all those answers are awesome. I mean, for me, um, in my young professionalness. Oh, I um, didn't say we we're including. You. I know, but I'm going to. <laughs> I'm throwing it in here. See, I'm the like, odd oh, man I'm out. I'm taking the I'm bull by the horns. Out here, um, odd person out. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, and really, you guys kind of said both of these things in different ways. But you know, transparency is a big thing and and grace. And so the idea of transparency, you know, be honest with other people and you know, make sure that you're letting people know why you're asking them to do something or or you know, what is what is the reasoning behind what we're doing together because I think that that just helps create understanding. But also the whole idea of of grace, you know, think that people think the best of people's intentions you know generally people's actions they're not setting out to hurt somebody else with what they're doing so extend some grace and you know think before you get upset about something you know they probably had the best of intentions even if it didn't work out that way so give them some grace going into that conversation have some transparency communicate um, respect them in that conversation and you know have have some love in your heart for that person. I mean, you were all working together. That's so good. You guys, I, I'm just excited. I I'm know. just sitting here listening to you guys talk. I'm like, I'm it. like, I'm like, let's start another company. I'm ready to start a business. I'm like, found three. Let's do it. I got three. I'm ready. Oh, but man. I love, you know, so wait, just. Wait, 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 wait. Do I get to be a part of it? Well, you, well you're, you and I are already attached in it. We're already. Okay, well, I just wanted to make sure. She's trying to rope. Oh, he's trying to rope us. I already got one, bro. You got one already, so I don't know. We gotta have some responsibility too. Bring it on. I say, bring it on. Let's drop everything we got for you. No, we wanted you to do that, but keep them going. I mean, that's how you build them. I'm a. I love job creation. I'm a big job creator guy. So, I love a lot everything that we talked about today. To me, is it's inspiring. Not only that, but. You know, I know you mentioned mission. This is not a knock on mission, but I'm an aspirational person. I make aspirational aspirational statements. I want people to come in. I want to meet other aspirations because no matter what, we have them. 
you know, I don't know anyone who completely has not one aspiration. I don't know many of those people and I've heard they exist, but I've not really run into them. Even people that are in a down and out way. And I've known a lot of them. I've worked with them. I've helped them. I've coached them and, but they're still in there. He's got to help them find it. You know what I mean? And, um, so, uh, this is just very encouraging, uh, for me. Okay. Um, and, as, and as I mentioned, leadership and people are so important to myself and to Megan as well. That's what we're doing with these uphill conversations with young professional series. That's what, that's our goal. And then, um, even what, what we're doing with uphill strategies, it's all leadership and team development. That's it. That's all we want to do is build leaders. And I love something you said earlier too, um, as well, Tamisha, you said, you don't, you know, even though you, you may not see yourself as a leader, but you, even if you're not the person that's in charge, you can still lead from within. I'm a person that believes in 360 leadership, that you can look around you. You can lead from within. And leadership is influence. It's simple. It's very simply that. It's influence. And you're leading one way or the other. You know what I mean? And people don't realize that's where you start. That's the beginning of your understanding. Like in all you're getting, get understanding biblically, you know, and wisdom needs a tool to work with is what I tell people. And wisdom works with understanding. So if you don't have any standing understanding, wisdom has no tools, you know, so, you know, that's what I tell people. So that's the same thing with leadership. Get understanding that it's influence. So leadership, the promotion of leadership, moving from a position level to a permission level to a production level to a reproduction level to where you can move all that stuff out. Guess what? It needs a tool. And that tool is influence. And that's what I hear you guys doing. I just want to say just as, you know, the, the, the older gentleman sitting here today, <laughs> I mean, I'm ex- I mean, it, it just it's, it's inspiring and it fits aspirations I have because and, and I'm one of those. I hate to feel like, you know, hope deferred makes a heart sick, you know, and and there's times that you can feel like, gosh, does anybody care out there, you know, but sitting with you guys. And I know that sounds very sad and pathetic, but I do. You know, I know more people care than that. But sometimes, gosh, it feels like dire straits you know yeah. what i mean yeah. you're just wondering yeah. but you guys are this is it's just great and it's just i feel like the way you speak you have influence and i just want to tell you i appreciate that that you all the way you communicate the way you represent the way you carry yourselves the way you're putting yourself out there even sitting with us today you you guys carry that you have influence and i just can't imagine anything or anyone holding you back Thanks. Oh, thank you. Well, we've you. learned from people like you. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Mostly her. She's yeah. your... Uh, she's all right. No, <laughs> she's all right. Oh, no. I've, I've just roped these individuals into a lot of different um, ventures with me, so I'm just happy that they joined us today. This is great. Happy to be here. So yeah. this was our first one, and, um, and, and for those of you who are listening to this episode of Uphill Conversation Young Professional Series... Uh, we will either have our plan of knowing when it's going to be released and <laughs> on a regular occasion or however we're going to do it or not. But regardless, if you're listening to this one, keep your eyes out for more of them and look for folks like Jordan and Tamisha and Ramon, my friends, right. Boricua, you know, and these are yeah. real Boricua, people man. that are working <laughs> and they're out there doing it. And so we're hoping that you will look for them on the hill because remember, Your current condition does not match your emerging future. Anything worth having is uphill, and you cannot go uphill with a downhill habit. So we'll see you soon on the hill.